What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Price to Sell podcast. Thank you so much for always tuning in. First and foremost, uh, we have an exciting one today. We have Mr. Nick Regina, who's the owner of Spark Financial. It's a amazing uh, mortgage brokerage, and what Nick has done in his life, he's just an entrepreneur in general. The guy's just crushing it. Came from the nightlife industry, has owned clubs, restaurants, everything you can name, has now stepped, his, stepped into the real estate world. He's an investor as well. Just an overall smart, smart guy. So just the nuggets and bombs he's dropping are just amazing and super valuable for everyone. So hope you guys enjoy that. And oh my God, what? These hats? Wow, look at that. So if you guys haven't checked out these bad boys, these are available on our website com. all our merch is there so the white hats the red the caps we have the white and black t-shirts the white and black sweaters because it is cold outside so you want to stay cozy also check out our field trips channel if you haven't already for some amazing house tours other than that let's get into the episode Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Price to Sell podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Campoli. And today we are here with a very good friend of mine, one of these owners of uh, CEO Spark Financial Group, Sir. making waves, making movements in the real estate industry in general. Um, you're going to learn a lot today, my friends. You're going to learn a lot in all avenues of life. <laughs> we have Mr. Nick Regina in the building. Yes. Nick, welcome. Appreciate it, man. That's yeah. uh, that's an awesome uh, an awesome intro, and I'm I'm honored to be here. I wanted to start off by saying, you know, I'm very very grateful for this opportunity. This is my first podcast feature, actually, and yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah. rock and, it. I mean, what better than to start with the price to sell, man? You're yeah. absolutely ripping it with this Potter, and uh, love everything you guys are doing. The, the guests that you have on here are amazing. They're they're rock stars. So I feel very very grateful to be sitting in this seat. So thank you for the opportunity, man. Yeah, and one thing to mention too, Nick. So one first time being, I guess, a guest. Yeah. But Nick is a host of What Would It Cost? Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, currently been picked up by TLN. Yeah. yeah. And I have the pleasure of coming on to that soon. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, he understands the podcast role. He understands marketing. <laughs> the guy's just a genius, and all in all. <laughs> but let's get into. So I'll sum it up quickly. Then I want to get into Nick's story a bit because it's you know his background is super interesting. Um, yeah. Spark Financial Group. You guys, all things lending, mortgages, financing. Yeah. Um, but you guys are, are, are it's, it's a different, much different approach mm-hmm. to things I'm used to. Right. Um, and right. I think that comes from your hospitality background. So the way you're mm-hmm. approaching other realtors and building the relationships and the, the entire machine you built, super inspiring. And I talk about this all the time because us as agents and mortgage brokers, the same thing. People forget to run a business. It's more just like, let me go and sell some homes. But it's still business at the end of the day. And a lot of people forget how to run one or don't even know where to start. But I think you've mastered that with what you've built. Your office, the culture, the freaking, what do you call that thing? The gong. The gong. Why do you, why do you hit the gong? <laughs> the, gong is, uh, the, the gong is there. And when everyone hears that in the office, they know they made money. We have, we have a pool. <clears throat> Um, and the pool is a net profit share pool. So essentially a percentage of every file that we close is allocated to the staff members all evenly. Um, and every time a file closes, we hit that gong and they, uh, everyone knows they're making money. So they're in their office, they're doing work. And uh, it's just a nice feeling to, yeah. uh, to, to hear in the background to see one of your, your fellow associates just go up there and hit it. And it's like, all right, 
a little bit more money. And uh, we bonus them out at the end of the year with uh, with a check that, yeah, they all get an even split on. That's awesome. See, right, yeah. right there and then it's all, that's one of the different pieces you bring to the, the puzzle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into who, who Nick is, like your background, when you got into the space, and uh, we'll get into how you're really rocking it and, and making some waves. But prior to that, I think you're, the background you come from speaks to what you're currently creating so yeah yeah for sure man i'd love to get into that um <clears throat> born and raised toronto uh dufferin and sinclair boy shout out sinclair <laughs> uh still in the city as of right now um yeah my roots i'm, I'm from uh i'm an italian italian background both mom and dad born there um and yeah just i mean just really really always loved um putting people together uh, learning how to build business and grew up. Uh, my, my father was an entrepreneur and he was in the general contracting space in the construction industry. So in a nutshell, no point intended. <laughs> there was there was years and years and years that I'd be in his passenger seat just listening to the way that he handled business and the way that he was moving and shaking on the job sites, be on all his job sites, be in the car with him and just listen, just watch, just really admired the way he rocked. You know, my dad's my dad's my biggest hero and and anything he, he does is just, you know, he can't do wrong, man. So I, I really followed in his footsteps and yeah, seeing the way he handled himself and the way he grew his business and, and I liked I liked a lot of it, you know, on, on how he did that. And obviously I put my my personal touch and spin on on things and and seeing, you know, had to really adjust and fine tune um, based on what industry I would I would in, inject my businesses into, right? Uh, to cater to that climate, right? But yeah, man, I, I gotta tip my hat to my pops and, and and definitely let everyone know that he's been my biggest inspiration to be an entrepreneur. Shout out pops. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I did uh, out of high school, didn't really, didn't really jive too much with, with the, the school and curricular and system and, and, and just didn't, it just didn't do much for me. You know, I was never one that really scored high grades or one that really was able to pay attention and sit still in class and really give it my all. It was something that, um, I didn't take to, you know? Um, and that's where, you know, it was like, okay, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go to work straight out of high school, you know, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to concentrate on whatever it is that I do and I'm going to give it my all and, and pour my heart and soul into it and uh, just fall in love with it. So always had like a really, really, really solid work ethic. And that's something that my parents said, okay, well, if school's not the route for you, then you're, you know, you're most definitely going to have to go to work and you're going to have to go hard with that. Right. So started off in the trades as an electrician. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. Well, before that I was again, working for my father for six years in, on the job sites and in his mill workshop, you know, so around that construction industry in a big way. And then I wanted it to be that he was my father and he wasn't my boss. And I told him that uh, one day I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to take homework with us. I, I don't want to take the work home with us at the dinner table and and just have it be that our relationship is all work. Like, yeah. I love you as a dad and mm -hmm. I, I just want you as a dad, you yeah. know. Um, and there was, you know, he, he had a pretty big company and he was, he was doing well. And, and I was supposed to be the heir to that and, mm -hmm. and to take it over. And I was being groomed for it, but it just, that, that love and that relationship that I, that I wanted with him was way more important than any, anything money can buy, you know, or any, any, any dollar sign. So yeah, that, that's when I went out on my own and I, I hooked up and I always liked the, the electrical trade. 
There's a couple of cool guys all the time on my dad's job sites that he used to sub the electrical to, and I hit it off with them when I was there as the general laborer. So I hopped on with them. They were more than willing to take me on. They seen that I was I was a pretty good worker, and, and I went hard every day. Um, so yeah, went went on to be an electrician, and then from there, um, I, I was always busboying and and uh, bar backing for uh, a small restaurant and uh, off of uh, the annex there. And I was so passionate about the nightlife uh, stuff, right? Uh, and just fell in love with it in a big way. So I moved my way from busboy to bartender and then started my own promotion company, which was called NRG. And that, you know, at the time when I was doing electrical, NRG was just really taking off. And, and I think not, not only because I worked as hard on that, that I did, you know, the, the electrical and the trade side, but just I was so passionate about it. I loved it. Yeah. I couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't go to sleep. I'd always want to do something yeah. for energy, you know? And I built like, we built like a really, really big team. And, yeah. and the culture was awesome. The energy was sick. Literally. And yeah, yeah. And it just, it took off. So I, I was faced with the decision, you know, to either continue on with the trades, which I was in my fourth year of apprenticeship as an electrician, or, uh, take the, the nightlife and hospitality route and just go off on my own and start the entrepreneurial journey. Cause at the time as an electrician, obviously I was working for someone. So yeah, I remember sitting me and my brother always slept together. We always had, had the same room growing up all the way until we moved out. And uh, I remember sitting in bed one night, just being like, man, I was putting like 18, 19 hours on the clock every day between electrical and side jobs and, and um, the promoting and stuff. And, and it was just like, man, like what, what, like, I really love what I'm doing, you know, like, but I'm going to leave like the trades and from a fourth year apprentice, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. safe job. And it's, <clears throat> How old are you at the time? You know, at, at the time I was 21. Yeah. So at 21. that time it's like, you know, most people are doing that. So it's like, why well, I'm, I'm about to yeah. remove myself from the norm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah I know. I know yeah. Cause I went fresh out of high school. Yeah. I was going to be a licensed tradesman pretty young. And yeah. Like I was, I was pretty good at it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was like, you're going to leave that kind of thing. Like that was what was in my head. And I remember, and he's like, like, what, what do you want to do? Like, if, if money didn't matter, what, what would you want to do? I said, NRG, man, nightlife and hospitality. That's where my heart's at. He's like, then go for it, bro. Yeah. And my brother's always like, he's, he's, he's so safe and conservative. And he's, he's always just takes his time with things and makes the right calls. You know, I watched him do that his whole life. So for him to say that, it meant a lot to me, you know? And, and I remember, I remember looking up the ceiling and I looked at him. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> So ended up making the jump. Long, long, long story short, we rocked it with the nightlife. It wasn't too long after that we started buying nightclubs and operating them along with promoting them and some big scale events. We were doing the Countdown, Liberty Grand, New Year's. That was our party for eight years in a row. Monster Mash there with Massimo and, yep. and uh, the Lime team, NRG and Lime came together to, to do some awesome things. Um, at any point in time, we had 60 Six fifty to sixty active promoters that were pumping volume to fill the two club, two nightclubs we had on King West at one point and two down in Miami, um, and and just like really balancing that whole portfolio from an operation standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from a promotion standpoint, from you know just just there was a lot of moving. Parts. You learn a lot. Yeah, yeah there's so many <clears throat> moving parts. With how many that. employees and, did you have at and, the time? Um, I think at the time we were over a hundred employees. Wow. Yeah. Between all four nightclubs, the event staff, the promoters, the nightlife managers, uh, bar backs, bus boys, bartenders, bottle service girls, um, 
you know, it's just, yeah. But I think I think at one point we were at around 120. That's crazy. Yeah, and me and my partner looked at each other and we were like, whew, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> this is wild. So, yeah, yeah, we, we rocked out. And I mean, again, you know, like in a very, very, very abbreviated version, we rocked out, we did really well. We built a solid portfolio, nine-time award-winning uh, promoting company, NRG. We never lost in yeah. the Toronto Nightclub Awards. Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, and then uh, and then three nightclub, uh, the three um, three time uh, nightclub nightclub owner of the year awards, and we went out on top. Like the way we retired, we we went out on top. So yeah. we never lost the throne, I guess. Right, which which was cool, which was cool, and which was what what we had set out to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. But big transition came um, when I when I was when I became a father. Right, I'm a father of three. I have a five year old, a three year old, a one year old. So we're busy at home. My wife's an absolute rock star. Shout out, Sophie. Love you so much. Shout out, Sophie. And I couldn't do what I'm doing without you. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was it was either I want to be a really like sick dad, or I just I want to be you know someone that's just consumed by my business. And and it wouldn't I, sh I shouldn't say it like that. It's just priority was i wanted to be the sickest dad like i want i want to be the sickest dad that i could be yeah, right yeah, yeah. and that schedule and that lifestyle would not allow me to be the best that i could be for mm -hmm. my kids i knew that so it would take away from that so that was a no-brainer that i had to get out of that industry because given its schedule and given how big the portfolio was it consumed me right so transitioned out uh my exit strategy was in 2019 um from nightlife to the brokering side of things and uh, it was about a full year of a transition just because i was majority equity partner in most of the projects yeah. under the portfolio and very hands-on with everything so when when you know when i was leaving it wasn't like my partners wanted me to leave it was me making that decision so i i, I left very gracefully and gave it that time period so other people could take the positions they had yeah. to so that when i left it was it was seamless or yeah. as seamless as can be yeah, so it was about a year out, and then 2020, that was like, you know, full steam ahead with, with the mortgage Good business. Good timing, eh? Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> thank you, God. Crazy <laughs> it timing. Was, it was great timing. It was great timing, <clears throat> and, um, you know, those boys who made it through, like, shout out all the guys in Nightlife and, yeah, and all the sure. rockstars that I was hammering work out with that made it through the pandemic, and they came out swinging and are doing what they're doing right now. Oh, yeah. Man, I tip my hat to all those boys. Those guys are fighters. Their, their, the, the perseverance that they showed and, and the uh, the consistency and strength to power through what they powered through to, to come out on the other end and to be rocking right now. Shout out all my, my boys in nightlife, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then essentially through all that and every all the moving parts that we had going on and all the lessons that I had learned throughout the way, um, I, I'm just applying that to building out Spark Financial Group, right? And I'm doing it with my partner, Michael Sakurl, who's an absolute rock star. He's, he's a rock and uh, was in the nightlife business with me and, and chose to make the jump into uh, the brokering space. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's the backbone, man. And, and me and him are 50-50 are on everything and, and we go hard. And, and I know he's got my back and I got his and we're like... We act like a two-headed dragon, yeah. And um, yeah, he's he's just great. So between me and him, what we've what we've done is is you know combined our experience because he comes from an institutional background and was in the banks for for a lot of years, and and uh, sold a lot of our team that he's brought over from from one of the banks that they used to work at. It's a lot of institutional experience within Spark Financial, as there should be yeah. because we got to be doing right by people in their files and their mortgage transactions. 
So yeah, he brings the institutional piece and I'm, I'm doing a lot of the business development and together we're just a good team, man. And what we've been able to create, uh, we're happy with, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're feeling really, really energetic about, um, but, but I blame my team for all the success that we have. I blame them in, in, in the best way possible. My underwriting division, my marketing division, my operations division, um, and the way that we're scaling is only possible because of my team, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. I, I love it. Like that whole background, did, yeah. you re- did you realize like what it would do for you in switching? Like uh, having all that experience, built, having 120 employees, yeah. um, managing all those different, uh, you know, sections of a business. Yeah. And did you realize how effective that would be when you transition into the mortgage space? Um, <clears throat> no, no, I didn't. Because it, that was like my first entrepreneurial stint and gig was then. And I, and I did it for 11 years, but I had never applied my, my skills to any other sector yeah. or industry. It was just nightlife and hospitality. So my ass was shaking. Like I was, I was a little scared, but yeah. what, what helped you, what helped me overcome that was I got three little mouse to feed at mm-hmm. home. Yep. So it's like You're the way I'd buy. walk out of my doors mm-hmm. it, during the day, like I'd have a set of balls on me cause I'll do whatever I got to do for, for them and my yeah. wife, you know? So it didn't, it didn't, it didn't scare me in, in that regard, right. That whatever I had to do, I'd do it to get it done. It, it more, it scared me in the gu- more of the regard, like, Am I going to be able to crack this this financial world? Yeah. Am I going to be able to come into it and, and do what I did for the prior industry, right? But yeah, man, just again, hard work and, and my team, you know, in, in a big, big way, we, we've been able to accomplish what we set out for. And we, we got international vision. So, I mean, we're not anywhere even close to have, of getting started in our opinions. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, yeah. Talk, we'll touch on that after too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I mentioned before, um, I, I came to a presentation at your office and i just because i'm in the the stage right now and this can speak to like like our audience is vast but like you know majority is is real estate agents and this relates to everything because yeah i'm in that process right now of trying to build i have no business background i came from you know i barbered by myself i studied history that's it never hired anybody this year i hired my first assistant you know right on bro let's go but the whole like building out a team and all that so seeing people like yourself and what you built is super inspiring. So for people out there who have no idea where to start, like what would you say are some steps to building like a really good culture, a, a machine, a system? Like what are some steps people should take yeah. to get in the right direction? Yeah, for sure. So I, I would say that, you know, go, go into whatever it is you're doing with love. Go in with love, right? Because at, at, at our core it's the most beautiful thing and it's what we're all made up out of. So go to, go into whatever it is you're doing with love and good intentions, you know, and to want to do right by, you know, not only your pockets, but everyone that's going to be a part of this journey, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then really take a look at, you know, who it is that you, you admire, who it is that you idolize, who it is that, you, you know, has really taken the sector and, and more specific, the industry that you're going into by storm. Because whatever they're doing, they're doing it right, right? Mm-hmm. And and not even that you have to bring, you know, an in, the innovative side to it um, and, and be cutting edge with everything you do, but more so, or, or even reinvent the wheel. 
Just look at what all the pros and the top, top dogs are doing and put your own spin on it and bring that love that you have to bring to the world, to the table when, when growing that business out. Right. And, and all these guys are putting out so many good videos on, on YouTube and on Instagram and on, on all these platforms that you can get so much information from so quickly and they just cut right to the point and they just give it to you. Right. Um, but yeah, don't never, never put the, I, I never like to put the cart before the horse before we took on any mortgage transa transaction, we were in uh, a year of development and the year of development was, you know, even though our course is one week to get your brokering license, we wanted to further educate ourselves, mm. even though that we could have launched it with, you know, just some half-ass, you know, page on social media, we developed a full campaign with an agency that we spent a lot of time and money with, you know, going deep with. Um, even though we could have, you know, maybe got off the ground with one or two realtor contacts that we were really, really close with, you know, we took our time to really understand what was within our, our reach as far as network goes to introduce them to, you know, this is what we're doing. So never put the cart before the horse to take your time, you know, um, no matter how big you set those goals, you can always set them bigger and, mm -hmm. and, and, and do that, but make sure that you, you build out those steps in between, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, just, just fall in love with it, fall in love with it and know that, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you could do right? Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've done it. We're doing it. We're doing We're it. We're doing it. The team. Yeah. Me you're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> and you guys yeah. are, you know, I applaud you on the socials too. Um, you. yeah. you're, you're build a community. Yeah. You know, I'm a part of it as well. What's, um, you know, what would be some, some things you've learned about the power of social media yeah. that you're now like taking advantage of or let's say when when you started if you knew this knowledge now you would apply it right away like what are some things you've learned with the power of socials yeah considering you guys are consistently posting all the time growing at a, a quick rate business is growing like you're you're hitting all diff the different angles you know yeah yeah for sure uh, well first i gotta <laughs> shout out joseph tito um, who is my chief marketing officer and my production manager, David Viele. Those guys are the all-stars that head off the division of uh, marketing and advertisement for Spark uh, Financial Group. So again, can't take blame for that. Got to put it on them. But obviously I'm a big part in that and you know, going through what I go through on a day-to-day -day with them in regards to strategy and in regards to you know what's next and how to tweak things, fine-tune them and make them, make them better. But I mean, social media is, is so powerful, you know, and, and the more and more and more um, that we, we continue to, uh, you know, rock down that path and, and really look at how we can get better, the more and more success that we're having with the brokerage. I mean, it's, it's so easy to gauge the ROI um, with it, the way that we're set up. We have a, a CRM system called Monday.com and the way that we categorize everything and where the leads are coming in from, whether it's a referral source or a random person that hits up an application on, on the website. It's just, it's brilliant. The ROI is there all day long. Um, authenticity crushes it. It's, it's a known stat. Actually, I was at the Archangel event uh, last month with Zarki. Shout out Zarki, man. We're probably going to talk a lot more about him later. Shout out Zarki. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they were saying that now, statistically, fit, um, authentic, authentic uh, content, non-produced content is 50% more effective than produced content. Interesting. So like when the camera's shaking and, yeah. and the quality isn't the best and there's not this big setup where people like can kind of look at it and be like, ah, oh, this is somewhat of an ad or they're trying to sell me something mm -hmm. and there's an end game here. That's, 
you know, they're, they're driven through incentive. It's just total authentic. People relate with that 50% more. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and right when my CMO came into Spark, he's like, yo, we got to change his strategy up, man. Like, we're just... And he just started putting the cameras in our faces. And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just like iPhone like, contract. How does that look? Or like, what's going yeah. on? What did I say? Or did I trip out over there? And it was just like, no, don't, don't, don't think of it like that. Get outside of your head. Drown out the thoughts and concerns and, and judgment of others. And just do you on a camera. You're going to suck at the beginning. And then you're going to get better with it at time. And then have fun with it. And be your authentic self. Because yeah. that's what's relatable. That's what's relatable with people. Yeah. So which turns itself back into the conversation in regards to ROI. That's where you're going to get the ROI from. Just being you. Yeah. And yeah. you're never, you know, shout out Kate Brodick too. She was on the WWIC podcast. The first one with, with, with your girl, Marina, right? Mm -hmm. And she had, she had brought up such an awesome point. She's like, you're never going to impress everyone. You're, ne you're, you're, not, you're never going to cater to everyone. You're going to cater to a niche, and, and, and that niche is going to love you for who you are, and then everyone else is just not going to love you as much, right? Yeah. So it's like, don't just drown those thoughts out, right? Get, get, those, get, get that out of your head. And yeah. just, just go for it. Just be you, man. Yeah. Just be you, right? Yeah. That's an interesting stat. Because yeah. here yeah. I am, the high-level production, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. will, you know, pick the setting... I got my whatever it is I'm, I'm filming that day, but like yeah. you know, always coming out with like high level, edited sick, yeah. you know, edited subtitles, all that stuff. But I noticed, like especially like on on platforms like TikTok, yeah, it's like someone selfie camera says something, whatever, bang, million views, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's interesting that that's actually like a stat now, mm -hmm. fifty percent more engaging. Interesting. I'm taking note. Yeah, yeah. No, Take I know. It was, uh, I just when, fired all my videographers no, was, right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Sorry, guys. Totally sorry, kidding. Yeah. Dean, we're, Dean, we're still yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, No, Dean's too cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's not going anywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, with, um, yeah, like, and now back to, like, this whole machine you've built. Because, again, it's super yeah. inspiring. Like, you're doing it right. Thank you. So, I mean, like, I want people to learn from this. Because, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you can talk to many different people and, like, get pieces from each of them. But, like, you're doing it all right. Mm -hmm. So... How, how, how important is it to hire the right individuals to outsource your weaknesses to people and have them focusing on their strengths? And, and you know, because people are scared of, shit, I got to pay a salary or now I got to, you know, yeah. take out of my pie and, and now hire someone. Like people don't even want to do that. Right. 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 How important is that, though? It, it's, it's crucial. It's yeah. crucial. It's, it's <clears throat> a defining factor that, that's going to really, you know, be able to tell how, how it is you grow. Right. And if you want to grow exponentially and, and you, you're taking a look at, you know, taking on a big piece of the market share for whatever market you're in. Right. You need to hire the experts to do what they're good at doing. I say it all the time. Right. There is there is no cheaping out when it comes to that, you know, and you have to respect and embrace one's strengths. And whatever those whatever that person's strengths are, you got to almost mold your 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 business model and concept around them because that's when you see them kick some serious ass and take off and that's when they become passionate about it right is when is when they're able to do what they're just really good at doing and yeah. get paid really good for it i'll pay 10 15 percent easily easily and sometimes even more over what the standard salary is for that specific position just because <clears throat> i see the value in it all day long yeah and I, I i i like my bottom line i know that i'm running efficient and i know that that's somewhere that you know that's something that i can do and i can allocate and i'd be more than happy doing that because with with that you know you're 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 really um 
picking out the best people and the best people aren't cheap, right? Yeah. And the best people want to be respected, not only with being brought into a sick community and an awesome culture, but they want to have it, they want to feel it in their pockets too, right? Yeah. And and things like the the net profit share pool that I have, yeah, right, yeah, and exactly. other incentives where you can make partner within my firm as I'm growing and I have international vision. Where our first expansion is to Fort Lauderdale, we cut the ribbon on February 11th, and then you we're going to be on February moving 5th. In, into Texas. Why? What's the fifth? My birthday. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I just switch you that know, up. Well, we might have to adjust that date. Tell Neil, the team so. if you don't mind. Where yeah. we're cutting on the fifth? Yeah, like I'll be there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, like, it's just like when you have that kind of, you know, um, when those expansion ideas and, and when you want to take on, you know, that much, like you need to build out strategic partnerships that keep people incentivized, that keep people fired up just the way that you're fired up and what fires you up is what's going to fire everyone else up. So yeah. there's people that have made partner in my firm for the Fort Lauderdale location, right? Yeah. Um, that, you know, have showed that they wanted it bad enough, that showed that they were really, you know, willing to work for it and do whatever it took. And yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? I love it. Love making people partners. Did that a lot in nightlife too. Yeah. A lot of my partners in the nightclubs, like they were other guys that, that put in years and years of work for me that worked out really well. Not only would I pay them good, but it's like, all right, you know, I'm going to offer you up some partnership yep. here. Right. And they just get that much more fired up just like you would, just like I would. Yep. Right. So it's, it's to keep them incentivized to start them off with, with overpaying them if they're really good at what they do mm -hmm. and, and then continue to let them know, listen, there's no ceiling here, right? Yeah. Bring in some, bring in deals. You hear that gong going off a little bit more, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You see all the states that, that we're traveling to and, and all the ideas and concepts that are being drawn on the board, show me and tell me that you want, you want a piece of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, man. So always keeping them incentivized and, and making sure they, to pay the experts to do what they're good at yeah. doing, right? Because we can't do it all, man. Yeah. We can't do, we, you know, we, we cannot do it no, all. No, we cannot. Right? Yeah, jack of all trades or master of one exactly. kind of thing, right? So imagine if you had the master of each one and scaled out each division accordingly with yes. all the masters in that yeah. division. You're building an all-star team. Yeah, literally. Right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And for someone, let's say, who has like a tighter budget, let's say they... Yeah themselves they just started out yeah and maybe they can't put someone on a salary right off the bat yeah but they still want to acquire some people and bring some people to the table what would be some strategies for them yeah well first you know dive deep in every division and mm -hmm. understand it very well right and get get the wheels turning right get the wheels turning get some cash flow within that business start moving and shaking start gaining your confidence and this is all it works part and parcel with bringing on your first employee you need to gain that confidence mm -hmm. you need to have some cash flow you need to understand not be the master of, but understand all aspects and divisions of the business before you were to bring someone on to say hey this this is your role and here's some processes that i've built out here's some systems here's how we're going to work together and here's here's what we're going to do right so there there's and whatever that time period looks like for for anyone you know it's it's all different right um, but yeah, first, first be able to, you know, get, get, get the wheels turning before yeah. you do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Figure it out yourself before you, you bring someone into the mix and try to figure it out with them while you have them on payroll. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. They'll probably leave you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll feel like they should be partners before yeah. an employee. Yeah. Exactly. Figure it out with you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And then yeah. uh, for people listening, like if you just go check them out too, you'll see yeah. what I'm talking about. It's one of those things you have to experience it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I've experienced it and pretty blown yeah. away by it. So yeah. thank you. It's man. awesome. That, that yeah. means so much to us. That, yeah, the fact yeah. that you've said that so many times and like, 
it means so much to us too. Yeah, Because yeah. I know you're an absolute rock star and titan in the business, and we admire what you do. We love what you do. You've been an inspiration for us in regards to you know aspects of the business that we're like, yeah, we we got to bring we got to bring up our game with that, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it means a lot coming from you. And sure. that's what it's all about collaboration. Even though Nick's put me in a couple of uh, a little bit of uncomfortable situations sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, still respect the guy. <laughs> still awesome. So. <laughs> If, uh, you know, you could tune into my episode of what would it cost to hear that story <laughs> or stories, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get into some, let's get into, some, we're nearing the end here. Yep. But I want to get into some juicy stuff because okay. we're in a climate and you're a smart guy. You see all these different, you work at a lot of high net, high net, high net worth people mm. who just know what to do in times like this, right? Because yeah. there's the scared demographic who hear the news, hear the psychology, hear like, oh my God, everything's, you know, economy, things are are coming down, interest rates are going up, you know, yeah. what do I do? Any of the guys who have been through these cycles or have a little bit more of the guts to take advantage mm. of what's going on, right? So first, let's talk about the rates and maybe what your forecast is. No one really knows for sure, but like yeah. on the financial side, yeah. what are you seeing that are some big indicators of, you know, kind of maybe where the market is headed Yeah, on so your end? So first off, I want to say I want to say <clears throat> that watch with all the fear mongering news and even the, the even the super optimistic news. Do your own research. Look at different media outlets. Read different blogs. Follow different experts in the market and put together the information that from from all these experts. And do first off, do your own analysis right before you listen to someone speak and take it like gospel. Yeah. Do your own analysis right. Because that's just like the sheep following the herd, right? And and we don't know if that, that lead sheep's going to jump off a cliff. So do you want to jump that, off that cliff kind of vibe? It's like do your own research, right, first off. Second off, whenever you're looking, you're, you're looking at times that are a little bit more rocky or, or the market's really, really volatile and the climate is what it is, you have to understand that there's opportunity in those times, right? That's where the most opportunity comes from, right? So a lot of the, the investors and the people that have been savvy with their finances and that have saved up money, they've been stacking their chips because they watched the market climb in a really aggressive manner and understood that as rates staying this low, if rates can they stay this low, it's going to drive it up. But whatever goes up, must come right back down, right? And not to say that the 100-year linear graph for real estate isn't looking like this, right? And that you're, you're not good if you hold, right? Because in my, in my opinion, you're always good if you're old, right? Yeah. Where there's a supply and demand issue already, yeah. right? And, and as, as a world-class city that, that we are, we're becoming more and more and more dense. We tripled up on population in the next three years, right? And, you know, there's already a shortage in, in, in the housing market. So what does that do? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Wherever there's a supply and demand issue, prices hike, right? So long term, if you hold, you're always good. Um, but, yeah, if, if, if you're looking at it from a standpoint where, where to go back to the opportunity and the things, if, if the market's cooled down and it's dropped 20, 25, 30, 35%, depending on which area you're in, right? That brings on so much more opportunity to get into the market at finally what's what's a, a fair price, right? Compared to what it's been the last two, three years. So if you're looking at a million dollar asset, imagine that million dollar house being, you know, 800,000 now or 750K, right? It's a lot more on the downstroke. So if you're putting 20% down, 
you know, and 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 you got to put twenty percent down on eight hundred thousand, which is one hundred and sixty, compared to you know two hundred thousand on a million bucks. It's that's a lot. Of, that's a big chunk of change, yeah. right? So it's it's a little bit less of of a commitment to get into the market. So that, in my opinion, compensates for the rates. Yeah. In in a nutshell, right? Yeah. And and keeps it so that what that monthly payment would be is somewhat relevant if you're with any A or B or, or private lender because the the the, the breaking in price yeah right? so yeah i mean i mean and and always always the best le- lessons that i've learned are from putting myself uh, putting myself in an uncomfortable positions making the wrong choices failing yep. and then from failing understanding not to do that again so if it's something where you hit a wall with this well again right take a step back understand the mistakes you made take accountability and put together a game plan on how you're going to move forward from this and not make the same mistakes that you made, you know, the first time around yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I, I like to look at things through an optimistic lens and without getting too technical with numbers and rates and, you know, forecasts and whatnot, in a, you know, in a, in a general picture, that's how I would paint it yeah. right, kind of thing. No, I think yeah. you're bang on. Yeah. Even yeah. like I was scrolling through my phone because I was pulling up some stats, like yeah, you got to zoom out, you know, like people yeah. are reading headlines and not reading the article and it's like oh my god everything shit's hitting the fan or like you know uh how's the prices are gonna plummet x amount like where'd you read that you know yeah um but it comes down to like you said there's always like that supply demand and it's saying like between 20 from 2019 to 2046 44 million new immigrants are projected to settle in ontario alone yeah right we're already behind in terms of uh, the housing available for our current population yeah. Right. So now yeah, it's not exactly. like we're, it's not like the population is going to stop growing. Yeah. It's clearly going to continue to grow. Right. So it's, we're always going to have that supply demand issue. Right now it's 100%. just, it's the media, it's psychology, it's all these things. But take advantage of that because there's a slowdown. And when you find an opportunity out there, like, yeah, these rates are affecting some people in like variables and stuff like that who may not be able to now afford their home, unfortunately. Uh, stuff like that does happen. But there's opportunity. So instead of waiting on the sideline, yeah. And then as soon as news gets positive and then everyone's like, okay, now I'm going to go buy a house. So is everyone else. And that's when the bidding wars start again. Yeah. That's when the prices start to drive back up. Yeah. So you got, opportunity. you got to roll in yeah. the opposite direction of everyone else. Yeah. If you want to succeed. hundred percent. And, and even if you just to, to talk about those people that are in that position, right? If you are, there's a lot of financial solutions, you know, that any good broker can help you out with in regards to lines of credits and in regards to, you know, loans in regards to things that can provide a cushion for you to make you feel a lot better and, and have it be that you, you build up a a little reserve as you get through these times. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, take from the lesson that you shouldn't over leverage yourself and you shouldn't put yourself in that predicament is essentially you're gambling. Right. And, and and with your own house where the roof is over your head and where you sleep at night and where you feed your kids, where you're raising a family, it's not the smartest thing to do, you know, And, and we all make mistakes, but again, take from that, learn, from it, work with a, a financial pro that's going to be able to set some some game plans and, and, and put some game plans into action for you, create that cushion, get through the tough times, learn from your mistakes, put a game plan together, and go get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, yeah. I know a lot of people um, with cash right now yeah. are big into, like, the privates oh, and the lending. Huge, huge. Do you feel like that's picked up now? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. The institutions have all tightened up in a big, mm-hmm. big way. 
um, they're they're going really low on the loan to values and the appraisals are coming back dirt dirt cheap, which is putting the buyers in in a really bad position or even the homeowners in a bad position that own the asset and want to do a refi. And that's where the private guys are coming in now in a big, big way. Lots of money moving into that market. It's a great investment, if you've asked me. I've mm-hmm. been a private lender myself for years. Um, and even before me being in the business, because the asset is solid. It's, it's real estate. It's brick and mortar, yeah. right? The, the yield oh, this rate. This is fake, by the way. Oh, is it? No, yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, it's sorry. completely real. <laughs> you would crack a joke like that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Don't break it, please. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And, and, and then the yield is awesome, right? Like you're starting at eight, nine points in, in first position. Yeah. Right now, right? That's what it's going for. Because as as the institutional rates rise, so do the private rates, right? Yeah. So when you what you were seeing through a real low rate when when the banks were putting out, you know, the the high ones or the low twos, privates were at like six nine nine or five nine nine with some of the bigger MICs, right? But you know, when when you when when those rates raise, that the private market follows. So you're starting off at like nine ten right now. For a first all day long plus your fees right and yep. these are one-year deals this is an annual return yeah so imagine being able to make 11 12 13 and it can even hike up percent on your money annually uh interest these are interest only payments yep. right so as an investor that's all net net in your pocket um and it's not an intense business it's passive income yeah you're and not secure. you're not maintaining a property you're not you're not dealing with with any headaches really they give you 12 post-dated checks you deposit those checks in on the first of the month that's all your profit. And then at the end of the year, you're giving your full lump sum back. It's become a really, really popular way of, of, of investing and still wanting to, you know, keep it safe and, yeah. and feel good about what you're investing in, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, I think sure. it's smart. Like, that's why like, I was excited to have you on because of these different avenues. Like if you're, people are scared to buy yeah. real estate right now, your money's just sitting there. Yeah. Like you still put it to work in other ways that are you can All capitalize day. on so many different avenues. Yeah. But it's it's good to you need that advice. You need the proper guidance too, right? Like just yeah. if you talk to the right people, listen to podcasts like this, like you you can you can educate yourself and learn like, oh, there's alternative ways out there versus waiting a chunk of years to save up for a down payment. Yeah. If you can't afford a house right now, like you know, lend out for a little bit. All At day. least make ten points on your money versus what what is in All the day. banks. Nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's what all the rich people do. That's how they build real wealth. They mm-hmm. put their money to work for them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they become really, really confident in whatever asset class they're investing in. But for me, I love real estate, man. I think it's, I think it's safe and, and I think it's solid. I think it's going to be around forever. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great yield. Like yeah. uh, imagine people start up intense businesses and go hard day in, day out and they're happy with a 15, 20% bottom line sometimes. You know what I mean? And that, that's good for them, right? Which is awesome. But if you're clipping 11, 12, 13% and you're not in intense business, yeah. you're just putting your money to work for you, you're almost right there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- when you think about it that way, right? It's yeah, just it's like, whoa, whoa, true. whoa. Let's, let's start to look at you know time and, and appreciate you know trying to be efficient. Yeah. And, yeah, but to, to go to your point, no, no amount is too small, too. Even if you got you know, a little chunk of change in the bank. Let, let's get that in the market. Let's get you in a syndicated loan and, and let, let's get it, you know, secured on a piece of real estate and start making you money, man. That's yeah. what the richest people do. They just yeah. put their money to work for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, smart. I love yeah. that. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So we are at the end here. Okay. If you want to yeah. give a little bit of a shout out, speak to what's next for Spark. Okay, yeah. I know you got the Fort Lauderdale thing, but, you know, if yeah. anyone, uh, what's some new exciting stuff you guys got coming? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Right now, we have, uh, again, we have international vision, so we want to take our talents worldwide. Uh, we're breaking in south of the border, starting in Lauderdale. Launch date uh, just revised on this episode. It's February 5th now for your birthday. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, and, yeah, really, really excited about that. Imagine the whole state, of, the whole country of Canada having the, that that one state in Florida has the population of all of Canada, right? So just the density that's there, the way the Americans think, they're big thinkers, they want to move. They, they, uh, it's just, it's just awesome, right? So, and and it's become, you know, so popular, especially through the pandemic, too, to to want to move down there because their governor's a rock star. The weather's dope. Their, their nightlife and hospitality is through the roof with Grutman heading off stuff, right? Yep. And uh, and just yeah, what what the the yields are, the cap rates on Airbnbs. Like I can go on for days. But oh yeah. Excited about moving into different marketplaces mm -hmm. now, and 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 looking at you know, just bringing what we've pick up picking up what we've done we think we got right and just planting it in, yeah. in these places carving out strategic partnerships through a joint joint venture agreements and just just rocking out worldwide yeah. right but never 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 forgetting about treating the customer and the referral source with absolute white glove treatment that's a you know that that's the most important thing no matter how big we get no matter how fast we're moving we're making sure that we're doing it in a very tasteful manner and we're making sure that whoever deals with us gets the right amount of attention you know yeah. and and all the touch points on that file or you know on on that conversation is is dealt with lots of love lots of care and we're doing right by the people we're getting them in the proper products we're, we're, we're awesome with our communication and that's something that that makes us really happy right but yeah, man, just continuing to grow the team. Right now, we got this really, really vibrant company culture, and I and I and again, part of the success I blame it on that. It's just the energy in, inside those four walls is vibrant, and the team is just kicking ass, and and that that is that's something that you know a lot of new people have want to become a part of, and that we're going to be taking in, and again, doing it in a tasteful manner and with time. But yeah, really excited to to continue up with that that company culture too. It's, yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, and I can vouch for it. Yeah. You guys are spark sparking it up right now, <laughs> like that one. Right on, right on. <laughs> well, yeah, Nicholas, yeah. Nick. Yeah. Where can all your new fans find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on uh, social media at Nick Regina. You can check out our website at www.sparkfinancialgroup.ca, and uh, more importantly, you can find me on a, a Price to Sell podcast. This is uh, my first my first feature. So again, I want to end it off just saying. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dean. And, and thank you, the neighborhood crew and everyone involved with Price to Sell. This is, this is such a big movement. This is going to shock the globe. And I, I know what you guys are manifesting and what you're trying to do over here. And you're going to do it because those are the, the types of guys that you are and, and, and you especially. You're going to do it. And I'm excited to, to have, have been featured on an episode and I'm excited to see where this thing goes, man. So shout out PTS, the whole crew involved, and obviously this absolute rock star, Maddie Campoli, you're you, a brother. brother, and I appreciate it. Thank you, my man. Yeah. We are also going international, as you guys have seen. Yeah. But people, hats are almost ready. Get your hats. If you haven't already, they're coming out. Yeah. And um, to everyone that watches religiously, we love you. You guys are awesome. Please like subscribe share send it to all your friends have them like subscribe share help support we are growing we are you know doing this out of our own resources to bring you guys the best value but other than that please you know we'll see you guys on the next one like subscribe share tell your friends family and your pet pumpkin and we'll uh, catch you on the next episode <laughs> peace